time for another Stain Gang podcast. It's time to talk softball with Brittany Talley. Pete Stein with you. Glad you're joining us for the Stain Gang podcast. Be sure to tell your friends and also be sure to tell your friends to come to Mustangs Park this week because uh, Lubbock Christian will be here as uh, we're into the conference season and it started uh, this past weekend. Uh, you made the trip down to Laredo. I know that's a that's a tough trip. Uh, and uh, what, just what were your overall impressions about the way the, the club performed in the three games there at Texas A&M International? Um, I just think we're going through some growing pains. Uh, we're still really young in perspective uh, with a lot of freshmen, like getting some playing time and playing minutes and like learning how the Lone Star operates and the expectations and standards that – you know, that you have to bring it every single weekend. So I think it was a, a good eye-opener for them. You know, uh, last year was my first real chance to cover the team on a regular basis. And I get a, I got a kick out of it because media types, guys like me, are always talking about, is this a basketball conference or is this a football conference? This is a softball conference is what it is because from top to bottom – good teams every night out for you and especially at the top you're, you're facing ranked teams on a regular basis I mean it is crazy how good this conference is in softball why do you think the Lone Star Conference is so good it's all I mean obviously these teams have great players but is it just the fact we're a warm weather region or what do you think leads to it um that I think we're like huge there's 15 softball teams and a uh, majority of them are in Texas so um what I found coaching in different areas is like a lot of girls don't want to leave the state that they're from so some girls would rather stay here and go d2 than to leave and go further away and go d1 uh, so it improves the the d2 culture around here i think um and then the facilities that a lot of the the top schools have are just really really nice yeah. and comparative to d1 so when we're looking at that i think that stuff matters especially now to recruits like facilities matter and what they're getting out of the deal matters so um and then competing like a nationally ranked and in division two you have an actual shot at a national championship where if you go to a mid-major d1 you know your best chances is just a conference championship and then you kind of get your doors blown off in regionals. So um, I think that aspiration, depending on like what kind of kid you're shooting for and what kind of kid they are, everybody wants a natty, you know, if you're a competitor. Right. So that's a that's a big draw, I think. Well, and, and you mentioned that you're, you're playing a lot of young players right now. Uh, that makes it especially challenging. I, we're, we just kind of went through the same thing in, in basketball a little bit where – uh, Justin's having to play a lot of young players and getting used to the Lone Star Conference. Uh, I guess it's a catch-22 because it also means you have a lot of room for improvement. But what is it about these freshmen that you like, this this, this group of players? Um, I think they just compete. Like, they're they, – they're learning um, – they're dogs by nature, but they're learning how to, like, hone it and, and turn it on and turn it off, I guess, in a way. Um, and they just show up all the time. They're, they're there and they're invested. And so that makes a big, big difference when, you know, the kids on top of, you know, athletic talent and athleticism. Um, and then we just get the right pieces around them. So they get the experience. And uh, we've been kind of preaching to them, you know, like progress over perfection. And let's let's not focus on the results. Let's be like process oriented. So um while we're, you know, we're putting the ball playing hard at people, it's got to fall eventually. <laughs> well, I noticed that because uh, we had a chance. I was traveling with the basketball team this past weekend. We had a chance to go to one of the games. And I'll tell you what, those basketball players were into <laughs> it. Uh, they had a good time out there. Uh, hopefully they did motivate Texas A&M International. I think it was all in good nature, but mm -hmm. they were giving them a hard time. Absolutely. Uh, but it, it was fun out there. But I noticed you were, you know, you were hitting the barrel a lot 
but it was as you described it a lot of atom balls right so um it's it's just part of it right like we'll take a hard hit over not a hard hit any day and and they gotta fall like statistics are in your favor at that point <laughs> right uh you also uh it's it seems like you're you're playing pretty well defensively i know you're you're turning the double play, which, uh, you know, we talked about the issues that you have in the circle, and it's good to see the pitcher's best friend show up. Yeah, um, our middles are pretty solid. Like, I have about three to four shortstops that I can rotate in, and I don't think we lose a step on – they all have different strengths and different things they bring to the table. Um, and then Kayla's just, like, super solid at second. <laughs> so, um, and she's actually a shortstop uh, that we've converted recently. So Well, you know, I hear you say you got three or four shortstops, and that – it sounds like you've got a pretty athletic team when you're saying that. Is that a fair assessment? I think so, yeah. Um, there's some gaps and holes that we still need to fill, and we will in recruiting classes moving forward. And then stuff will always pop up as we're we're going throughout the season. So, um, But overall, that was the goal in the 23 class, was or the 22 class, was just to try and get more athleticism onto the field at least. So uh, you did get a really good uh, pitching performance in the circle in that third game. Yeah. Uh, does that come as a, a surprise to you, the way she's pitched? Um, yes and no. I think she brings something different to the table. Jazz throws really slow. Um, but she's, not, <laughs> she's not afraid of it. And she can field her position, which makes a, a huge, huge difference. And um, she's one of those freshmen. She just competes. And she's in there, and she gives us a chance. And she's not scared to, you know, like force them to hit the ball. So. Yeah, just looking at uh, the numbers, and we're talking about uh, Jasmine Trevino, mm-hmm. uh, who who you got from Corpus Christi. So you got her out of the teeth of a couple of LSC <laughs> programs, right? Uh, and she's got a 1.62 ERA, and she's only given up uh, three runs on seven hits over 13 innings. Those are really solid numbers. You can win with those numbers, right? Absolutely. Yeah, she um, – as long as <laughs> – as long as we keep her fresh and ready to go. I think she stepped up a lot. We actually didn't recruit her to pitch. She's <laughs> yeah, a first right. baseman. <laughs> and, but she pitched in high school, and, she, you know, they went um, a couple rounds into the playoffs. So she's been in pressure situations in the circle. And, um, you know, she first how we know her off the field, she's just a different person when she's in there. So I think that she's done an amazing job so far. So what kind of led you to give her this opportunity? Because, as you said, you didn't really recruit her as a pitcher, but uh, what – for lack of a better phrase what changed your mind um well honestly the past like few years I've been known to pull a position player out of my back pocket (laughs) and let them pitch in a game (laughs) usually it happens a little later in the season when we're kind of run down and tired but uh, we just worked into a hole um up in Louisiana and Jazz was there and we had actually talked about before we brought her like let's bring her just in case we need her to pitch um and we threw her in against Harding and they were like flabbergasted (laughs) they just like could not do it so um we sat on her a little bit and then we were bringing her into for relief purposes she's got a save this year and um she like does the job well so the a&m international actually like struggled with her the most on day one so we're like all right let's start her and we had a plan to like transition but she just kept rolling so we let it play out, and she pitched all seven and did really well. Uh, it's got to be a good feeling for you. Do you anticipate her getting more starts now, or is that somebody you're going to kind of – you like her better in relief, or what you're thinking? Um, Just kind of depends on who we're playing and, like, the matchups. Um, I think she does a great job of, like, locating, but we have to be careful not to – with some, of, especially some of the Lone Star teams, like, not to leave it too much over the plate. So. Yeah, well, and you're going to face some hard-hitting teams, and it looks like this Lubbock Christian team that you're about to face – 
it looks like they're one of those teams. I think, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they got four players hitting better than 400 right oh, now. Oh, probably. They're yeah. a swinging team. They're they're not going to play a lot of small ball. They like to swing it. They're going to pitch and swing it. Like that's their their mo. So. And if I understood you right last week when we did our first podcast, that's kind of the team you'd like to become, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I like all the, the Hayes and how they operate their programs. And I have a lot of respect for them. And uh, they're coming off a, a tough series against UT Tyler, talking about the depth of this conference. Those two just played. Were you surprised that they were swept in that series? Yeah, a little bit, um, to be honest. I think uh, they're a really, really solid program. And maybe just because it's early, and if they had caught them later on in the season, there might have been – more but um just knowing they're coming in now with a chip on their shoulder right i was gonna ask yeah i was gonna ask you about that too you probably would prefer that they had not been swept (laughs) because i'm sure they're going to be upset when they get here to wichita falls and ready to get that taste out of their mouth absolutely um so as you face these teams, what are you? What's kind of your strategy? I think you you may you may have already answered this really earlier when you said you're focusing on the process. But you know you're going to face these teams that have been in the top ten or are in the top ten. What are you telling the girls in, in terms of playing these really tough teams? Not just tough in the LSC, tough nationally. Right. Um, we try and give them as much information without overloading them as we can in preparation. Like what we're what we'll see pitching wise. What kind of a plane movement or change of speeds and speed in general, um, and then what to expect on defense. Um, a lot of slappers, a lot of short game, or a lot of just big swingers. So, um, unfortunately, at our park, the wind tends to blow out a whole <laughs> lot. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think with young kids, it's really like a catch-22. Either they're so naive and they go out there and just get it done and do it, or they're, like, super nervous. And I think we've been really – lucky so far and like good so far that they're just ready to attack everybody and and like kind of show what they bring to the table also so I mean you've got to like that mindset right if if they're going out there and attacking absolutely uh What's your plan for the circle uh, for these two games, or have you have you even uh, got one down yet? Oh, it's kind of a a day of, to be honest. Like every time I think I have something planned out, it never it never goes <laughs> to, to plan. So uh, we're doing some stuff today at practice that will kind of give us an idea who's in a in a good form moving into tomorrow, and then uh, just seeing how they feel. Our game's late tomorrow, so they actually have to like go through a whole day of class and then go to treatment and. Um, It'll be a different setup than what they're usually accustomed to. I was going to ask you about the schedule. So while we're talking about it, do you like the way the conference has set up the schedule? Um, yes and no. Uh, I think the three-game series was set up for like some of the teams down south that have to travel extremely far to get out of conference states and for them to make enough games at a high strength of schedule and RPI to get their regional seats that they need. Um, at the end of the year last year, the Lone Star finished with eight schools in the top 25. So our region is just us and the RMAC. So it's really about like beating them and they won't come play us really in the preseason right. um, that much. So, or especially not the ranked teams that need it. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it was set up so that they could get the amount of games that needed to, you know, put themselves in a good position or any of us in a good position um we're lucky like where we're seated we can get to miaa to the gac to armac like we can get around to different conferences and and play out of conference opponents for preseason but um it was set up for them so i i don't like necessarily having to drive to kingsville on a monday and tuesday series um or you know but we would have to go down there eventually anyway so yeah 
kind of it is what it is, I guess. But the uh, six o'clock game on Tuesday, turn around and play noon the next day. How tough does that make it? Um, I guess you know it's part of softball, honestly. Like they've been doing it their whole lives, uh, playing back to back and double days. And um, the difference is like in college and high school and travel ball is like the mental. Um, high school prepares them a little bit because they still play seven innings, but travel ball, you know, they play 90-minute drop dead or 70-minute drop dead. And so um, they're they're like, oh, you know, I play five games in a day. I'm okay. Like, I can do two. <laughs> but these two is like a six-hour day. So this is a full work day that you're, you're signing up for and you're going through, and it's mentally and uh, emotionally tolling, you know, going in. But – they're also prepared, like to to wake up and play the next day. So. And then, as you mentioned, they got a full day of class before that first game on Tuesday. So it is a different experience. Yeah, well, I have a lot of respect for uh, other sports that play night games. Now. <laughs> 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 we're you, we're used to just getting to the field in the morning, and and that's all we have to do for the day. So. I know I really enjoyed the, uh, and it was a little bit different because I think most of the games I did last year were Friday night games, but it seemed like it was a nice atmosphere out there at Mustangs Park for the night games. Yeah, I think so. Everybody likes playing in the lights, right? Like, they even said it on the sandlot. Like, you feel like a big leaguer. So, um, that was a big, like, our OBU game. The girls were like, I don't know, I just felt good. Like, it was a night game. And so, I think we get a little bit more out of them once the lights come on. And we saw some fun games under the lights in the uh, MSU roundup, and then also uh, last year, I know some of the night games were classics. Yeah. Uh, some some really fun games, so we're hoping for the same thing uh, this week. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was your lineup. It looks like you're still kind of experimenting, shaking things up, still trying to find that. Do you think that will go on because, as you said, you're a young team? Do you expect that to kind of go on throughout the season, or do you think you'll settle on a lineup at um, some point? Once we find somebody that's, like, hot and, and moving, I think we'll keep them. Um, the catchers are going to have to rotate just from, you know, the toll of catching. Right. <laughs> uh, it's impossible to catch that many games in a row, especially a three-game series like back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. But um, for everyone else, we're trying to just find somebody that sticks and that, like, you know, gives us a reason to not take them out. So um, until we get that, we got to <laughs> keep rolling with what we got. Brittany, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for doing these podcasts. We look forward not only to this series, but uh, just a reminder that uh, Mustang fans can make the trip to Cameron over the weekend because that will be your next opponent. So the games come uh, quick in softball. There's no doubt about it. You've got a busy schedule. Absolutely. That's uh, Brittany Talley, the head softball coach here at Midwestern State. We've got the podcast coming your way every week. We appreciate you tuning in. I'm Pete Stein. So long.